swinging free kick and a chance here for Kelly. He scored! David Kelly! Trackman a level against all the odds! Jennings. There's the kick. Scoreboards! This is Buxton, away from Backinson, this is Pringle, now Caprice, Caprice with the cross, the header, it's in, it's Connor Jennings! Right then, folks, what's happening? Welcome back once again to the This Is Tramia podcast. It's not instant post-match reaction. The season's over. We flapped it in the playoffs spectacularly. But um, we are here for a special podcast because the masses have spoken, Paul. Apparently something's happened. And they said, you need to get together and do a podcast, Paul. Paul Harper's here, everyone. At Paul Harper 82. My name's Matt Hibbert. At Matt Hibbert. At Jake Keogh, Double H can't be here. In solitary or something, who knows? At this is Tramia on Twitter. Um, Paul, yeah, big mouth, big time, pissed up Harper. Probably had a skinful Friday afternoon. What news? Just been sat on the M6 for 45 minutes, so. Oh, definitely have a nice couple of cans. Watch the traffic go by. Yeah. And apologies if you can hear any noise because it's bloody (laughs) boiling in this house. And uh, I've got all the windows open so you can hear kids playing outside. Um, that's the reason. Yeah. Um, pod, 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 pod without no, exactly. some, um, some background interventions. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no season was, um, well, yeah, a failure, let's be honest. So, um, yeah, we're getting the old band back together. Yeah, the boys are back in so town. it seems. Well, at least Mickey one Mellon. of them. Yeah, well, Mellon. yeah, the conductor, Mickey Mellon, back. It was announced on um, Bank Holiday Monday morning, mm. which is an unusual time. Isn't it for About half eleven in the morning? Yeah, like for, it's an odd thing, isn't it, for any sort of announcement? Normally, bank holidays in you know football. Certainly, I met the late, like late late May bank holidays. I should say rather um, things. You know, club shuts, doesn't it? You know, it's like ah, you know, it's a non news yeah. and as well. Somewhat ironically, the bloody League Two playoff final day, wasn't it? <laughs> I just I just thought about that then. Yeah. So, um. General thoughts, Paul, and I'm sure, you know, I, I'll say my piece a little bit later. I was, I, I put one tweet out saying my condensed thoughts, but, you know, you, you've, you spent two, was well, two full seasons, yeah, well, they're almost yeah. pretty much two full seasons with him, worked very closely with him and, you know, that great squad that we had. So you probably know certainly better than me and better than most, to be honest, other than, you know, actual players who played under him what he's like and, you know, what kind of character and what how he likes to manage a football club and manage a team. So, Paul, the, f- the floor is yours. Forget Paul Harper's ad break. This is <laughs> Paul Harper's opinions on the return of Mickey Mellon to Tramie Rivers as first team manager. People like that voice, by the way. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I like it as well. Um, <laughs> my broadcast. It's, it's far better than my voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm really pleased he's back. Really pleased. Um, obviously, he was disappointed that he left as a, what, last summer um, to go to Dundee. Disappointed, really, that it's not worked out better for him. Um, obviously, from a personal point of view, I wanted him to do, you know, go go up there, do really well, and yeah, I don't think it's gone badly for him per se. But obviously, you know, a section of as pitch as 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 it is with Tranmere, you know, the online um, section of fans weren't particularly happy with him. With whether it was style of play or results or whatever, um, I think they missed out. They got to a semi cup semi final, wasn't it? Yeah. Got got beat, so it didn't quite work out the way that I'm sure he wanted it. Um, but no, I'm really pleased he's he's back. We we said that Keyfield didn't get he didn't get Tramia, did he? He just no. didn't understand what it what it was, what it meant to the people. Um, you know, the fans and everything. That's something that, you know, Mickey Mellon has ticked those boxes already. He knows what it means. This is his fourth spell at the club, uh, two as a player, obviously previous managerial stint. So he knows all there is to know about Tramia. Um, He's a student of not only the club, but the, you know, the game as a whole. He's meticulous in his preparations. He studies, you know, opposition really in, in you know in, in finite detail. Um, although, albeit sometimes it doesn't look that way when the when the team steps over the white line. But yeah, it, the, the, you know, there's there's no stone unturned in terms of preparation, and I'm sure that him alongside Dawes and Parky, which can I just say I'm really pleased that they're they're staying on in a first yeah. game capacity because you know I did have a thought that you know Ian Dawes has come in done really well is really well liked seems to be very sort of uh, popular not just amongst the, the supporters because of the you know the great the great room we had you know back in what was it October November yeah the but also rooms, the way he spoke after the after the playoffs you know with, with great passion and and all the rest of it so I'm really pleased that, that they're keeping uh, him and Parky on um, I think Mickey spoke in his in his you know announcement sort of video whatever it was that he knows um, Ian Dawes from a long for, for a long time um, so that's good. He obviously knows Parky from from his playing days, and obviously he was at the club at the same time, albeit in a in a different role. So, yeah, I think the the three of them are going to um, going to work really well together. I know Parky is really you know really meticulous in his preparation and stuff as well with the with the youth setup. Um, having worked with him as well, so yeah, I think uh, we've got a good a good trio of people um, who. For one, they care. Two, are really sort of good at what they do. Um, and three, they they get what it means, tra- what Tramia means to the to the people. And I think that's, I think sometimes that's overlooked. You know, when you're looking at you know managers, you could have brought in a you know Danny Cowley or you know you know pull pull a name out of the out of the sky sort of thing. But I do think that Tramia is a a very sort of different club. 
and I'm not sure what it is, but it, it, it does take a certain type of person to to really get hold of the, the team and the and the club and, and take it forward. And I just think that, that added ingredient of you know, just knowing the club inside out is really important and, you know, being sort of that connection between the, the obviously the club as as a as a whole entity and the and the fan base and, and Mickey is someone who will perfectly get across, you know, connect those those two um perfectly. So yeah, I'm really pleased he's back. Um, I sent him a text on on Monday and got a reply at say, five yeah. o'clock in the morning. Half past five in the morning. Um, he was half five on Tuesday morning, which was yeah. supposed to be his first day in work, um officially. Um, having started on the 1st of June. Um, so, yeah, you know, he's going to be up. He'll be in training ground, you know, half six, seven o'clock in the morning. He won't leave till four or four, five o'clock um, most days. So, yeah, he's hard working. He knows, he knows the club. He obviously knows all the facilities and everything from, it was only a year ago he left. So, no, hopefully he can pick up where he, where he kind of left off. That amazing f- last three games and uh, yeah it's going to be a big job though and I think that that's one thing I do think that we need to emphasise is that yeah he had a great run and we've had you know back to back promotions and you could say it's he's going for three in a row because uh, yeah. I just want to sing that song again yeah but this is a very different proposition to the one he left 12 months ago I mean I think he's got what three or four players on the books. Jolly, Spearing, Davis, McDonald, mm. Vaughan. Oh, hang on. No, oh. he's retired, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. So it's very much a rebuilding job that he needs to do. But as he said in the Echo yesterday, he went in at Shrewsbury, did exactly that, um, you know, from top to bottom, had to rebuild the entire team, um, brought in sort of 20-odd players that summer. And got promoted for the first time of asking. So he's done it before, and I'm confident, albeit that you know some of his some of his signings haven't worked off in the past. But I'm confident that you know we can we can get a side together that is going to challenge, and it's certainly one that's going to fight for the shirt. And I think that's really important as well, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I think the main thing that he brings back is just instantly the fans back on board and then it's, it was always going to be like you just said our, our squad is we haven't got one we've got four fellas so and one of those is you know Charlie Jolly who's you know <laughs> the, one for the, the future Ronaldo. yeah well fingers crossed but straight away now that all that horrible negativity and, and you know just it's not been a it's not been a good season has it I'm not you know we had a couple of spells but on the whole it was terrible the, the last year in you know, forget football has just been terrible. This is almost like oh, yeah, we're so close to getting back to normal in inverted commas, you know, as a country. Um, in terms of you know, being able to you know June twenty first date and stuff like that, it's almost as if now with Mickey coming back, it's like right, just fucking right. Last the last twelve months, eighteen months, it's a write off. Didn't happen as far as I'm concerned, Paul. <laughs> May as well. Yeah. Nothing good has come of it for anyone. You know, congratulations to Morgan getting promoted. Incredible job by Adams there. Like, it's ridiculous. But, you know, how they've done that, I'll never know. 
I'd be amazed if they stay up, but uh, you know it looks like he's going. But that's for another podcast. Mickey coming he's, back. He's taken over Bradford today. Has that been confirmed? Yeah. Well, good luck to him. You know he's he's earned that, hasn't he? It, it shows the, the madness of lower league football that you know he's just got a club promoted to the League One, but that Bradford job in League Two is so much more appealing, isn't it? As a manager, mm. it, that's just what lower league. Football and I'm sure is. pound notes. Made, uh, made a yeah, bit of a difference. A huge well. one. And do you know what? I've got no problem with players at this level. Even, you know, the difference at this level, I've always said about, you know, when people go for, like, Noah's going to Ipswich, for instance. You know, when people mm-hmm. go, oh, he's, if someone offered you double your money, would you go somewhere? And you're like, well, obviously, yeah. But it's different when, you know, that double money is two yeah. grand a week to four grand a week. It's not like someone going from, oh, he, he was on 200 grand a week and now he's getting 400 grand a week. Yeah. It's like 200 grand a week was, you know, that is already ridiculous money. But again, Paul, that's yeah. for another podcast. Yeah. Maybe a Euros podcast. Um, <laughs> it's just, I woke up on Monday and someone had, someone had said to me, um, in in Barnaby on Friday, I think it was Friday night, Thursday or Friday, at the end of the night, he's come up. I won't name names, right? Like that. He went there, uh, got some inside info for you. I'm like, come on, <laughs> absolutely bladdered. <laughs> and he went there, uh, Mickey's back. It's getting announced Monday morning, and I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. I'd, yeah, we'd all heard Mickey was talking talks, but this was the first time someone had gone. It's getting announced Monday, and then he went someone else coming back as well, another legend, Noz. And I was like, <laughs> I'd heard that a few people have been saying that as well, haven't they? So the first one has come true, and but the situation allowed it. It all fell into place. So almost like the first yeah. time he came, wasn't it, where things just sort of fell into yeah, place. Yeah. It wasn't a tough thing to put together. Dundee United fans have been in touch and said they paid 150 grand, didn't they, um, compensation? So they basically paid 150 grand to get him for a year, and then we got him back for nothing. Excellent. That's the kind of business we like to do. It's a bit like um, when we sold Gary Jones to Nottingham Forest, isn't it? <laughs> Didn't we sell him for like 900 grand? Yeah, and then he came back on a free. Over, and then we got him on a free, yeah. That's yeah. business. That's the, the few times Trammy have done some good business. Normally it's selling Ian Nolan to Sheffield Wednesday or whoever it was and putting mm-hmm. a clause in saying if he gets an England cap, we get more money. Well, he's not from Northern Ireland, so he's not going to play for England. <laughs> End up getting Northern Ireland caps. Well, he, he was a scouser, come on. But yeah, you know, you, you can play for any of the any of them teams. He, he was a good great player. He was great, but he was not an England fullback, was he? he was, yeah. I love Ian Nolan as well. It, it's just for me. I, I said on Twitter, Paul, I, I cannot see any negatives. Some, a few people I've seen going like, never go back. Don't go back. Why? Why not go back to the most successful manager in modern times? The second most successful manager, certainly that I know of since Kingy. Kingy came back for a second time. His first spell obviously was nowhere near as successful mm-hmm. as Mickey's first spell. And it's just it, the people saying this have obviously, and I said in the tweet, it's people who've had gone back to an ex-behead or an ex-fella that they've had. <laughs> and it's yeah. been a disaster the second time. <laughs> yeah, because that beard or fella was a knobhead. Like Mickey <laughs> Mellon is proved, you know what I mean? He's proven what he can do. And I think, that, like, this is slightly different this time, Paul, isn't it? That he's going to have to do a complete... It's a blank canvas. It's a complete, from scratch, squad rebuild. And it's going to be interesting to see what he does with it. And I le- like you said, Paul, I'm very happy that it's Doors and Parky. I think that is as good, you know, a backroom team as, as we're ever going to get in terms of... You know, there's Tramia there, and you were saying, Paulio, we like 
we like them to be our own, don't we? If a fo- if the League of Gentlemen was a football club, it'd be Tranmere Rovers, I think, wouldn't it? Yeah. We don't like outsiders, do we, Paul? Keyfield no. comes in and we all look to them and went, who's he? Ooh, weird. You're weirdo. We're not weird. You're weird. Mm. Get out. So I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know why that is. I mean, you look sort of down. The, I mean, obviously the, the, the time that I've been following the team. And we've had John King, yeah, obviously a Tranmere you know, he was a player, and obviously Aldridge was a player in transition to player manager. Dave Watson was obviously a complete and utter failure because he had no connection to Tramia. Well, maybe it is Paul. And then you've got but Matthias, little, I suppose, um, did all right, but nothing special. And But do you, you see where I'm going? Like the, the, the ones that didn't have a Tramia connection before they came in weren't successful that's what it's done very well it comes down to you know obviously the two main ones there or the three main ones are johnny king aldo mickey mellon the three you know i'm too young to remember the old days but we were never truly successful yeah we had some promotions didn't we and stuff like that we'd only been in the the championship as it is now once i think hadn't we before we got up there with king one season we got battered in like the 50s or the 60s yeah so the three most successful managers in our lifetime are three ex-players who had big connections to the club. So that's why we like it, because our success seems to go hand-in-hand hand with people who had a connection to the football club, Johnny King, John Aldridge, and Mickey Mellon. And there's a few other people I made up for, but... Excuse me. I've just downed a smoothie. That's not a good idea. Um, looks at Rabor. He's got, you know, he, <laughs> he, um, he ordered 10,000 Mickey Mellon T-shirts just before he left. Luckily, they're still in the storage locker, I believe. So, you know, th- th- expect a, a fire sale soon of Mickey Mellon merchandise. I've still got my inflatable melon from the Dominican Republic in 2019. I can get that back out if and when we can ever go back in Aldi. I'd say I'd take it to Europa Pools, but I believe that's closed. <laughs> the fun pool there, there's the Olympic pool now. And, it's just great news, and the fact I know you, Paul. You're not like you know. Let's say you've been in contact with him over the last year. You know, you, you sent him a text and you congratulate him when he went to Dundee. And you've, you, know, we, we say now we actually been trying tried to get him on, didn't we? Yeah, we're not um, buzzing buddies. No, no, no. Yeah, Do you know I've mean? Sort of message him a couple of times. Yeah, yeah just um, to keep in touch, really. Well, we were going to get um, on about his book, weren't we? Yeah. Hope. Yeah, I think that's Kai Bosch now. Well, <laughs> would he not come on, Paul? I know he's the gaffer now, mm, but like you, but you said, he's almost the gaffer, isn't yeah. he? I, I, I think he would come on. Yeah, whether he'd be allowed to come on, I'm not sure. But, but then, then you know, we're, we're a fan podcast. Like you see, you know, I'm I've been speaking to the, the that Sunderland podcast I did. He gets all the Sunderland players on. Mm. Stuff like that. It's, it's a, you know, we obviously at times are. I mean, we did get Nors on. Yeah, but he was a bully. Um, I actually listened back to that, you know. I was listening back to that on my way back from work the other night. Oh, yes, what a seen podcast. On yeah. What a podcast. That one I remember very well, but... Yeah. <laughs> From the very best. I, I can ask the question. I can ask the question. It would be nice to sort of catch up with him and see, you know, what his plans are going forward and stuff. But, um, yeah, whether yeah. they'll let us or not, I'm not sure, but... Well, do you know what? Can I, I we can ask the question. We can only ask the question, can't we? Yeah, do you know, and even it would be sort of maybe nice. Could we even do it in person? It would be the first in person one we could do. Mm. You know, 
uh, once June twenty first comes and we're able to, you know, we, I, I don't know if you'd be available to do it, Paul, or you know, we, it would obviously be at the behest of Mickey, wouldn't it? Wherever yeah. he wants to do it, if you know, if we have to go to campus or you know, at, at, at the, the ground, river. yeah, the river, <laughs> yeah, don't charge me electric car. But um, it, it would be nice, wouldn't it, to, to get him on? And it just almost be, you know, we wouldn't be able to go talk about anything because we've got no players. It would very much just be, you know, we could plug the book, talk about what happened at Dundee United. We should probably touch on what happened up there because a lot of their fans, the weird thing is, right, every single one of them, even the ones super critical of, of how he had the team set up and played and results, all have said, he's a nice, really nice guy and he speaks so well. Mm. But he said, and I've I've kept because obviously I've, I don't know if people are aware. Like my brothers lived up in Dundee for like fifteen yeah. years now, and like he adopted Dundee United as a team up there, and so so did I. And then there was obviously that time where we got relegated in the same season into the conference in the National League, and they got relegated at the top flight there for the yeah. first time. And it was like, God, I'm not picking good at picking these sides, am I? And then we had the World Cup with England, so a bit of a Jonah at the time, and. The all season, Paul, they seem to up there just be on the cusp of being like, you know, of doing something. Yeah. They missed out on like, they split, don't they, for the last I think, yeah, eight yeah. games or six games. If they'd have won that last game, they would have been in the top six part. Yeah. And they didn't. I think they conceded like a 94th minute equaliser against mm-hmm. St. Johnston or someone. And then. The, again, they conceded a re- in the penultimate game of the season. They conceded like a, they were two 0 up and conceded two really late goals, and they ended up with like I think it's weird because you can finish seventh with more points than sixth or fifth, can't you? Yeah, because it splits into that. If they did like one two more games, they would have finished like fifth or even fourth, I think. Instead, I think they finished like eighth or ninth. Which I, I said, as long as they stayed up, it was their first season back in six years. Do you know what I mean? Yes, they're a big club, but. It's not like, you know, it's your first season back in the top flight after six years out of it. Just survive. That's what we all said. Do you remember when we came back up? And we ended up getting promoted, which was incredible. But most of us were like, look, let's just, you know, stay here. Get get settled back in the Football League and League Two. They had huge financial issues. I think it was last October or November, their owner came out and made them all take a pay cut. And basically, because they banked on fans being back, I think. By like Christmas, and when they found out it wasn't going to happen, they like cut all the you know everyone, all the players and staff had to take a pay cut. But Shankland, their best player, was injured for a lot. They haven't got the best squad up there. I don't know what their fans are thinking. Do you know what I mean, you, you can't compete with the Rangers and Celtics, and especially with them you know, not being in there for six years. You can't even compete with the Aberdeens or the Hibs. So it was a bit of a I, I the same as you probably got into a cup semi final, got beat by Hibs. It was a bit of a poison chalice in a way that, like, I think the fans almost expected too much. Mm. And whatever, you know, unless they he won a cup or, you know, got them to like third or something, I think in time, in a normal world, I think he would have, I think he, w- he would have done really good things there. And I still think he could, you know, hopefully he he comes back and does great things again, but I would not ever begrudge him moving again. And I don't know, Paul, did did he and his family move up there? I'm not familiar because I know that they, he still lives in like Fleetwood on the coast, doesn't he, I believe? Yeah, yeah. It's where his family home is and where his kids are. I think he was staying in um, St Andrews. So we're in, we're in a nice part of the part of the world. 
Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I know his lad um, is in the academy, or was it? Certainly was in the academy at Burnley. Um, yeah, back when I was working with him. So, God, he'll probably be somebody <laughs> seventeen, eighteen now. Um, so yeah, um, I'm not sure, but I think the the obviously the part of the ways at the end of the the Scottish season. Obviously, the vacancy coming available here—it's just—it's just worked worked perfectly, hasn't it? Really, and you know, I think we spoke at the end of the season after that playoff defeat and looked at some of the names in the uh, in the betting list, and none of those, none of those really grabbed you. It was I don't, terrible, I wasn't it? Dave Challoner, but um, obviously, they're, they're still very much in the thick of things in the uh, in the National League and could be sort of two three two three weeks before their season ends. So to get someone in now, um preparations obviously starting. Hopefully, you know, players coming in and stuff like that. Um and hit the ground running pre season and uh, yeah, be interesting to see how how the summer pans out. You've actually, Paul, just reminded me of a, of a new segment I wanted to introduce. I think <laughs> this is going to become um, a, a popular segment. It, it's on the back of, you know, Jake's journey, but obviously voted favourite segment in the podcast awards back in 2017, just above Paul's, Paul Harper's ad break. This is a new segment I'd like to introduce, and it's called, Oh, that's a shame. So, <laughs> the first ever one here um, of, uh, Oh, that's a shame. Oh, that's a shame for Wrexham, wasn't it? That was a shame. Yeah, just them missing out in the playoffs. the playoffs. Yeah, it was a shame for Wrexham, wasn't it? Missing out, missing out in the last game of the season yeah. by one point, I believe. Considering that they've basically been in the top seven all season, pretty much, and certainly over the last few weeks, I've been I've been watching it, and I keep looking every week, going, "I'd love them to miss out," you know, "I'd love them to miss out," but yeah. I ju- they just kept I getting BT, results. I think BT Sport wanted them to miss out as well. Yeah, didn't he? <laughs> they chose that game to, sh- yeah. to show yeah. when they could have showed. You know, well, it, it was weird because, like, it, it looked like it was going to be even the sh- like a week ago when there was like th- two game weeks, three game weeks. There was you know there was a couple of midweek games where I think Eastleigh and Bromer games in hand, and it looked like it was going to be after like well they'd have to have a, b- a couple of bad results, and it would take some real you know like wacky results and like Bromley to win a couple of games, and I just thought they're not going to miss out. They were like they could have even finished like fourth, I think, at one point. Yeah. Um, so to see them miss out, oh, Paula put a smile on my face. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> I saw their their fan their fans were saying about Mickey, weren't they? Because Thingy Keats got the boot, didn't he? After, yeah. And someone said they went on their forum, and I I'm not one to go under the fans forums, but someone said they went on there and he went. It's like more deluded than the copites. You should see the names that they're saying they want to get in. They were like. They were honestly going, Mickey, get going, Mickey's free. We're a more attractive proposition than Tramia. For him. For him. What? And then they were going, like, go and get Chris Coleman. Get Coleman. <laughs> Sorry, the ex Wales manager took him to a semi final. He's now got a cushy gig doing Sky Sports. And it's a good <laughs> pundit, by the way. I really like him. No, like, just because you're owned by Hollywood film stars doesn't mean that, you know, as you're finding out, it, it, you can't fucking write your own scripts, unfortunately, in football. I do think that, you know, you'd think if the money that you think they're going to put in some serious dough, and as you've seen, it does work at that level. It does, as you know, Father's Green. Also, and the fact is, you know, um, we're going to keep this segment going, and ah, oh, it's a shame. 
That was a shame for Forest Green, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. In the playoffs. That was a real very, shame. Very unfortunate. Yeah, the real shame for two of my favourite clubs there, Wrexham and uh, Forest well, It's uh, be easy to get into League One, though, isn't it? Oh, it's be easy, mate. Well, we've done it, so, you know, we know what's like. <laughs> <laughs> we did it in uh, back-to-back, mate. Even mm. the, people forget this, you know. Lincoln and Cowleys, they didn't do back-to-back. They lost in the playoffs in the first year. We did yeah. Mm. You know, people fucking, and I think the Cowleys are a great management team, and, you know, they missed out this year, Pompey, you know, on the last day, didn't they? Got a bad <laughs> I, I still think they will get Pompey back into the championship next year. I'd be backing them. But, like, when you, that, that job Mickey did, back-to-back promotions with that squad, and you, you, we did it a few times this season, Paul, where you compared the squad we had in 2019 to the squad we had this year. And in terms of quality, you look at it, and this year's was miles better, wasn't it? But yeah. as we find out, and as we all knew all along, it's not all about, is it? It's about application. It's about wanting to win and stuff like that. And speaking of, you know, one of the few players who come out of this season with any credit, James Vaughan, in classic Tramia story. You know, our, probably our best player of the season. And, you know, our whole season sort of fell apart when he got injured. It was all going so well, wasn't it? So that late Lorient game. I really... This season. Yeah, I, I, really, <laughs> I really thought we were going to... We were going to go up automatic. After that late Lorient game, I thought we were just motoring. We looked like, didn't we, like a, a automatic team. We were just winning games at ease, and then he got injured. Um, he obviously, in you know, typical Tramie fashion, we were all excited for him next year with a year on his contract. Is retired, you know. <laughs> ben Burgess situation, classic, classic Tramie. But I mean, I didn't really. He's only thirty two, isn't he? He was about to turn thirty three in yeah. July, which isn't old. But excuse me again. It's the injuries, isn't it? He's yeah. just been ravaged with and they've been bad ones haven't they they've been like knee, it's knee injuries like ligament damage medial uh, ligaments yeah, I think it's not just the ones that he's picked up towards the end of this season I think he's had oh his whole career he's had throughout his career and I think yeah. when you've suffered injuries like that and it's sort of I'm pretty sure he was playing maybe 40-50% fit he was playing in pain, certainly in those playoff games. Yeah, that you just think, what am I doing? I'm putting my body through all this. You know, you're having injections to uh, to play through pain. Further down the line, that doesn't help you. So, you know, he's he's got other avenues that he wants to go down. I think he's been, you know, doing um sort of education um, in the background. Of, believe um like a university degree or something so he's he's wanted to to favor favor his career in a different avenue so fair play to him he's um you know he's been nothing but different class since he since he came in it's big boots to, to fill i think it is when we lost Norse, we were incredibly lucky the january to pick him up um to because you know he is that that goal scorer, that guy that if you can keep him fit for the for the season will get you 25, 30 goals, no issue whatsoever. And that 
is going to be where we saw we didn't have any sort of replacement whatsoever, did we really? We were were playing with a holding midfielder up front. So um, that's going to be Mickey's biggest challenge is to to get somebody in who can, or some bodies in, who can, you know, get those goals. Um, Because uh, you... James Warnes and James Norwoods don't come around very often. And we've been very fortunate in the last sort of four or five years to have, you know, those two in particular. Obviously, we, we had the uh, the Golden Boot winner that we let go. But, um, um, yeah, so that that's going to be the big, the big, um, the big one for the, for the summer to try and get, you know, a centre forward in who's going to get some goals. We had back to back Golden Boot winners, didn't we? Cocky and Nose. Mm, yeah. Cocky National League, Nose and League, League Two. Yeah. Both out of contract and both went. And again, can't be interesting job. to see. Sorry, Cocky. Matt. Um, what's. Obviously, what transfer business, you know, Mickey wants to do, but obviously, we know there's, there's what, 20 odd players who are out of contracts and. You know, free agents effectively now, and whether Mickey, because so he knows he knows most of these lads who he might want to keep hold of. I know he's a big fan of Blackie Taylor, and tried to bring him in a couple of times before actually getting him. So, um, yeah, be interesting to see if if any of those lads you know do stay on. I'd imagine a handful will. But um, yeah, as I say, it's going to be a big, a big rebuild, and yeah, it's going to be sort of more, well, more than a dozen players coming into the club. You'd, you'd, you'd probably uh, imagine. Can I um, introduce another new segment, Paul? Go for it. Or I'm this off is, this new segment is called uh, "Interesting Facts About James Vaughan." <laughs> so, do you know he played for thirteen clubs, Paul, mm. in his career? Do you know, like, the amount of goals he scored for us is the second highest he scored for any team beyond Berry. He scored 24 for Berry, which yeah. was 18 for us. That's mm. crazy to me that, you know, he only played 29 games for us, but yet, out of his career, of all the clubs he played for, that's that second highest goal total. And three, he played 363 career games. And he scored 111. He scored more than 18. That's what it says here. I think that's league games. He got that one in the well. He scored two, didn't he, against Liverpool? Mm. One twenty ones. <laughs> did did he not score one last season? He, oh, he, so he scored he scored three, yeah, last season alone. So he scored twenty one league goals for he, us. Well, he claimed that goal in the um, second leg. Yeah, did he, do you know what? So yeah, do you know what? We might be his leading scorers then. Mm. It so depends if he scored twenty twenty two. Yeah, and then there was the two. That's just matched his 24. 24 for Berry, but then he might have scored in other ones for Berry as well, mightn't he? Yeah. Also, um, before we end this this segment, and hopefully that's, we can do this segment every week next <laughs> season. Get Paul, if you can guess the name of his father, who is a property developer and who played rugby union for Preston Grasshoppers, Paul, I will give you five euros if you can guess the name <laughs> of James Vaughan's father. It's not Vaughan Vaughan, is it? No. Dorrington Vaughan. Dorrington. Dorrington. Of their name. Yeah. I that sounds it. like um it does sound honest, like a rugby player. No, um, it sounds like um, about him if he's a rugby player. No, it sounds like one of those names. You're like a 
it's like a Jamaican name, if you know what I mean. Do you like yeah, oh, yeah. they have like quite regal sounding first yeah. names, don't they? Because of obviously, you know, that bloody how we colonized the world back in the day. <laughs> um Darrington Vaughan's a great name. Like everything yeah. about that is a fantastic name. Yeah. Darrington Vaughan. I'm about to try and find a photo. I mean, are we, we going to keep this segment going? Because I could throw in another James Vaughan fact for you. If oh, you please like. do. I'm not sure if he still is, but he at the time he was the youngest Premier League goal scorer when he netted on his. Was it his debut? For um, yeah, I think it was. You know. Let me just check. I have got his Wikipedia in front of me, Paul, so I should probably... I mean, at the time, it was may have been overtaken, but maybe... It... No, no, I think it... I think it is. He overtook James Milner. Mm. So he's had quite a career, you know. It's... He really has. I don't think he achieved what he should have, but I think no, that's because of his injuries. Because of the injuries. But he, yeah, as I say, natural goal scorer. You'd argue after... No, you, Norwood wasn't a natural goal scorer, was he? Let's no, he wasn't. Um, I think Cookie is, you know. I think Cookie is. Yeah. But, you know, we haven't had many, have we, have, over the, you know, the last 20 years or so. so Not since old. You know, it's a rare, rare um, commodity. So, yeah, we wish him all the very best. Um, we will try and get him on if we can. And we have reached out to, to see if we can get him on. So, watch this space. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Nice to have a chat about all things football with James. But obviously, wish him all the best in, in retirement, happy retirement. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, you've got to put your health first, haven't you? And if he's he obviously must be feeling it, like you say, he played in the playoffs. And you can see why like, he must have known during them playoff games that these were going to be his last games. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's. Well, a, it was it was. There's a nice picture of Richard Altsock and shout out to him who's who's kind of kept us um, connected through his through his photos all season. So shout to to Rich who's been up and down the country where he wouldn't oh. normally have been, but because yeah. of obviously circumstances and stuff, he's been able to to uh, to to get to a few more games but yeah it's some of his photos have been amazing and he captured a nice uh, a nice him between him and Peter Clark yeah yeah and you can see what it meant to to both of them and as you say Matt probably Vaughan knows that at that time it, the, no that's the the last goal he's going to score last game he's going to have played in and ultimately it's uh, you know not a nice feeling to to not make it to uh, to Wembley but would have been a, a fitting end to him to to you know and you know in front of the in the you know in the national stadium I was going to say in the twin towers. Um, Jesus, going back a bit now. Um, yes, you know in the national stadium and, and maybe with a promotion under his belt, but wasn't quite to be. But uh, yeah, we wish him wish him all the very best. It's got a photo of Dorrington Vaughan up there. Yeah, exactly what I was thinking. Prop forward was he or something? He's a big fella, like, <laughs> like he's a, he's a yeah he's a he's a rugby guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Say no more. Say no more. So, I mean, in terms of squad, yeah. You know, at the minute, obviously, we we got four players in um under contract. It is a blank canvas, isn't it, Paul? And people are throwing names out there and stuff. I really, honestly. Don't know. Like you say, Mickey knows a lot of this squad. 
you know, and he's got players he likes. Like you say, I didn't know he loved Blacker Taylor. I know that he's a big, always been a big fan of Kieran Morris. Mm. So there's maybe players who perhaps were thinking more probably to be on their way out that might now with and one thing Mickey's good at is man management, isn't it? Yeah. An arm around the shoulder for Mickey, a little pep talk. You're part, you know, I want you. Suddenly everything changes and that contract is signed. And it's still not, you know, hopefully we still don't know, do we, if we're going to be able to go back and have full crowds in August, all being well, we will. But I think the lay of the land still is in the favour of the clubs this summer, wouldn't you say, in terms of, it was always the players had the power, didn't they? Mm. Out of contract player would almost Partic- be a good, decent <clears throat> player. Yeah, particularly at this level. Yeah. Where, you know, much of a muchness anyway, money's not, you know, amazing. You know, you'll have a couple of clubs that are splashing the cash. Suffolk. <clears throat> but, um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I don't think there'll, there'll be um, there'll be too many. I, I do imagine that there'll be a lot of trialists. Um, I know there wasn't last year just because of circumstances and stuff, you know, with yeah. COVID, but assuming that all that's um, okayed, I think we will see a, a fair few trialists and stuff. Um, and yeah, maybe some late, you know, late deals done rather than getting it all done in June, July. But yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting, interesting to, to, to see how it all pans out. But uh, yeah, big, 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 excuse me, a big rebuild job that's required. And hopefully um, Mickey can be backed by the by the owners, I'm sure they will. And um you know, he'll put a competitive side together. No no matter what, and and you you touched on it before and I was gonna jump in, but um I will say this now. You know, Morecambe don't have the most talented team. No. Not by far. They don't pay the biggest wages. And it just goes to show you, you know, a bit of organisation. They were incredibly well organised, defended well, which is you know, you, you first and foremost, you, if you, you clean sheets, guarantee you a point. And they were very good at that, and you know, well organised, great team spirit. I'm sure there's always has been Morecambe from what I gather from speaking to a few people and stuff. It can take you a long way. It can take you a long way, and the one thing that you know you can't argue about Mickey teams is that you know they always put their bodies on the line. They always you know. Sweated the, sweated the balls off for the cause. Played for the shirt and showed that kind of passion, and you know, expressed his you know sort of emotion um, through through on the pitch. We were not to poor. express the way that the, you know, he wanted his team to play. So it's um, yeah, I think that's that's obviously a very good starting point and obviously if we can bring in a few talented footballers that'll, <laughs> that'll obviously help his course yeah it always helps doesn't it we were not the best football team in the not division at all, in no, 2019 no, not at all. you know but that squad of lads that mentality Mickey there's the gaffer the fans the, the unity that we had I don't know I'm trying to think which one there was more. I honestly felt like, obviously, the 2018 run, you know, it was incredible. And even 17, that was the start of it, really, wasn't it? There, yeah. 
2016-17. I always remember it was the Dover home game where we beat them 1-0 and Cole Stockton scored the other. That, for me, almost like something happened in the crowd that night because they were an horrible bunch, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> oh, like... I remember because Cookie, we had to sub Cookie because he was going to get sent off. He was on a yellow and they were winding them up. Yeah. They had that Ricky Miller up front and they were a right audible bunch. And the fans, it was a Tuesday night in like March, I think, weren't it? Yeah. And the fans, we like, we just got, something just clicked like yeah. in the ground and we just got on the backs of them yeah. and backed them. And th- from that moment on in that running, we were just flying. Obviously, it didn't end up, you know, we get 95 points, insane, like, it didn't end well, and then obviously the following year didn't start well. But then once we got on that run again the following year, and then it carried on in 2019. But that running in 2019, like I like, it made me believe. I never for a second thought we were going to get promoted that year. I didn't. I just thought no, me neither. No, I didn't even think we'd make the playoffs. And you know, then I still think about those the playoff semi-finals against Forest Green. The first leg, obviously, the other man sent off. And everyone's like, oh, only a 1-0 win. Is that going to be enough? That I still talk, that performance away at Father's Green, obviously we let in a cheap goal, David should have done better. But that is the most professional performance I've ever seen from this football club, ever. Like, I've watched it back the full game and just, I'm amazed at it. Like, obviously I was there shit myself for the entire 90 minutes, just thinking, how are we going to fuck this up? But my mate's there, Finno, and he was like, I'm confident. So once we equalised, he was like, they're not going to get back in this, they've got nothing. Mm-hmm. They've got nothing. He didn't. Like, Davis didn't have a save to make, did he? He literally didn't have a save to make. He didn't threaten us. Just wish we could have scored another one, so I wouldn't have been <laughs> stood there drinking vegan cola, you know, vegan chips and cuddy. Mm. But hopefully the good times can come back, Paul. I mean... I've got another um, segment before the new segment. No, um, you were saying about your Richard Holt doing great work this year. We bigged him up a few times on here, but um, Rob McNee, the Tramier communications guy, took over the bastard who taught your job, Paul, um, <laughs> and um, has worked himself tirelessly all season. Yeah. And coming for some like personal abuse at times, some people, you know, people like it tweeted the not him directly, but you know, nah, things were bad. Anything he tweet out, part of mm. his job. And you've probably had it as well, Paul, because you were there from, from some bad times, weren't you? And you you just tweet out what you're contractually obligated to tweet out. I think the person that <clears throat> I don't want to put sort of words in his mouth, and I, I can only speak from my personal experience. But Rob is someone who. Before he worked at the club, he was up and down the country following the team, cheering them on. And, you know, he's a massive, massive, massive Tramier fan. Probably bigger, I'd argue a bigger Tramier fan than I am. Bloody good football, that's, too, you know, Paul. That's, uh, not that that's difficult, by the way. But, um, <laughs> yeah, and I think when they announced Keith Hill, <laughs> I spoke to him. And um, it must be the only time that they've announced a new manager after the back of a 5-0 win. And if you go back to whenever that was, November, um, they didn't tweet for two days because of all the <laughs> all the, hate, the hatred and vile that was coming his way or, you know, coming the, you know, the way of the, the, you know, the club. And sometimes it is difficult when you're just seeing so many sort of negative messages it does sort of, it's like osmosis, it does kind of sink in. And I know none of that is, none of it is, is personal to him because he's done a 
bloody brilliant job. He's doing really well. I'm, I'm delighted for him because um, I know he works so hard and he's you know incredibly passionate about what he does and and he wants to do the best for the club that he absolutely loves. But yeah, I think just reading it all the time just puts you in a bit of a bad place. And I know it did. I know it did for me. I can only speak you know through, through my personal experience. You take it personally, don't you, Paul? Is the problem. Yeah, and. And I think that's it. I mean, there's no kind of slant on anything that he's done or that he is doing because it's like, um, you know, there's the other vid- people with him as well. The video, the other, yeah, the video I, the other I, was really good. I yeah, don't know, um, Hannah, um, yes, I don't know the names, John, but you might, yeah. um, I can't remember his surname, John. Um, but yeah, there's, there's four to five of them. Um, doing really, really, really good stuff. Some, some, some of them work on the the community side of stuff, which has really improved as well. The socials and stuff. So yeah, everything from that side is <laughs> ten times better than it was when I was doing it all. But surprise, surprise. Obviously, there's a few more people. I'd argue uh, so <laughs> to help them out. But yeah, and they're not pissed um, up all the time. <laughs> but no, um, uh, yeah. It's, all, all the staff at the club, you know, everyone works really hard. I know how, how difficult it is. And obviously this season been condensed, so much travelling in short space of time. It's been difficult to kind of unwind. Um, and I know Rob's taken a, you know, a few days um, over the last last week or so to just kind of Get switch off. And, <laughs> Can <laughs> and, yeah, tell you? I know they went to, uh, to Blackpool the weekend, so I'm sure that was a good weekend um, with some of the lads. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, really good, really good. So, um, and just sort of padding off on a little bit of a tangent, but we've got a little bit of news about the podcast itself. Um, so this week I spoke to the good people at the uh, Trammy Rovers official sports club and they've agreed. Oh, did you get the deal done? They've agreed to uh, extend their, uh, their partnership with us for another season. So that's really, really really good from our point of view and really helpful in terms of paying for you know covering our costs in terms of the uh, the soundcloud subscription let's try and get maybe a zoom subscription as well so we can you know get guests on a, a bit more freely yeah so yeah they're going to um, cover those they're going to cover those costs uh, your cans. My, no, no, um yeah. so yeah really happy that they're they're on board. We did have a few, uh, a few, a few suitors oh. wanted to uh, waiting in the wings, so to speak. But, uh, but yeah, well, I really, we can really be like pleased. a, we can be like one of those foreign, you know, when you get into, we can be a, like a European football club, plastered in sponsors, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sponsors on the top of our shirt, the yeah, sleeves, all the way down the sleeve, yeah, Come all on, the way down can, the back. We can be a, you know, a Belgian football team. We can be gank. Come on. <laughs> But no, I think it's the perfect fit for us. Really, is you know, by fans for fans, you know, supported by the fans. So you know, that's that's what we're all about. And um, yeah, really pleased that they've agreed to to uh, support us again next season. So looking forward to working with them um, a bit a bit more. Maybe do you know a few collaborations and maybe some it, competitions and bits and bobs. Yeah, it really. So, those that we can't stress enough that like this is you know it's always been a free podcast since day one when it was official you know and we spoke about it a bit on here that when we were doing it for the club like it didn't cost the club a penny we it was we done it out of our own pocket you paid the subs i bought the equipment 
and then you know, we start to split yeah. and think. You mentioned this the, the other week, and I, uh, there's a, there's a story. Uh, so we had, um, remember we had the the mixer Yeah, and we did uh, live comms on there and when we yeah, did the live was, shows. We did live. It was the uh, the playoff semi final. Uh, oh God, who was it against? Absolutely. All the show. Oh, yeah, 4-2-1. Semi-final. Yeah, yeah. It went to extra time. and um, The Mixlar ran out. Adam Sidon said, um, you know, if this game goes to extra time, <laughs> which was looking likely, um, you know, we've only got 20 minutes left. Oh, yeah, because you've only got uh, three hours, wasn't it? Or three. You've only got three hours. Um, yeah. Three hours a week, so, wasn't it? So I stumped up out of my own pocket to, <laughs> to cover the upgrade. <laughs> and then, yeah, because I didn't have... Well, I couldn't go anywhere because the match was going on. So, um, yeah, if Mark Palios is listening, that upgrade cost me about 20 quid. So, <laughs> anyway, by the by. Paul, if you're going to back pay people for work done that was never paid, can I get my pay for the gig I did at We Were Alive before Little Mix? Because I never saw Ben. <laughs> yeah. I know it's in four years ago, but, you know, but it would be a help. It means to be paid for the job I did. Fuck me. Mm. Um, one last new segment I'd like to do, Paul. And again, this could be one. Again, this could be a recurring one, like James. What facts about James Vaughan? This one is called. Um, and get ready for this. I think this is going to be a big hit. This is going to be bigger than Jake's journey or Paul Harper's break. <laughs> this is great titles of dignitaries who were involved in the re- reveal of Tramia's new shirt. Okay. <laughs> And I'm going to read out the title of this man. Oh, yeah, we've, we've, His name is Desra Perakea. Desra Perakea. Sorry. Desra Perakea. Sorry if I got that wrong first time. And his title is The Ambassador Extraordinary and Plenipotentiary of the Republic of Indonesia to the United Kingdom. The Ambassador Extraordinary and Plenipotentiary of the Republic of Indonesia to the United Kingdom. I should have probably... <laughs> practice that a few times Before, yeah. but Paul that's how we do this pod isn't it it's like this we do it yeah. as if it's live don't we yeah, exactly yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you make of the kit my initial thought was I, someone posted because um, it all got, we spoke about it a few times didn't we and recently we going, what's happened to it and I'd forgotten what the other, the other four final ones looked like yeah, and someone yeah. posted a link to them again yeah. and like I remember thinking to myself I went as long as it's not that one, I'll be happy. <laughs> and it's the one that was picked. I was never a big fan of that kit back in the day. I, I obviously had it. See, no one. But I, I would have preferred the 93-94 remake. I thought that was a really nice kit. I liked the one with like the, the greeny-blue arms, and I liked the all-white one. The all-white one was a bit boring, like wasn't it? Yeah. But it had a pattern. Uh, yes, yeah. there's only so much you can do with a super white army. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. so much you can do with white. I, I'll be honest, Paul. Like I, I've not been a huge fan of the home shirts. The last two, I like the, the, the one. Um, you know, the Aussie uh, guy Ian sent me over the, the, the Connor Jennings. I, I, that was my yeah. last home shirt. That I really liked. Yeah. Um, I really liked that one. The last two P ones have just been so basic. Mm, I know it's hard with the white shirt. Yeah, that was the thing with Puma. The thing with Puma is you, uh, you feel a bit shit where you're going like, oh, God, we've got a template. But then you see, like, Man City, right, the big, you know, one of the biggest clubs in the world, Champions League final, and their keeper's got the exact same template goalie shirts as Scott <laughs> Davis. And you think, Jesus Christ, Puma, yes, uh, pull your finger out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
So, do you know what I'm looking forward to? Hopefully we get a really nice away kit. My mm-hmm. only concern with all this sort of stuff, Paul, is no one's going to... The training wear, right? I think I've spoke about this a few times. Yeah. No one's going to want to wear Millsport. Well, the shirt is different because it's your shirt. Yeah. No one's going to want to wear Millsport tracky or bloody. <laughs> I, I don't know if they could, you know, outside license, like they did with Puma's Genesis Sport. Not, obviously, you don't go straight to Nike or Adidas, but... Like you know, like junior clubs get knife training gear with the badge on. I don't know if the money isn't the same for that, but could they not just buy some of them? And put, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'd wear like a knife training top with the Tramia badge on. Like, am I gonna have to make it myself? Got <laughs> <laughs> place in the pyramid, stitches stuff on, just buy a yeah. knife, a plain knife training top, and go can yeah, stitch the Tramia badge on. Um, do you want, before we go, Paul, there was some... Sorry, if the, if the guy who did send in that design is listening, uh, oh, we apologise. <laughs> no, like, the design, amazing. Uh, I, 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 I quite like the design. I think the, obviously, the SR thing is yeah, that, a bit... Of yeah, a, it's a, and that's just one of them things, just because it? of, you know, the way the, sponsors the logo is. The yeah, yeah, the sponsor's paying the money. It has to be as is. You can't yeah. change. We used to say the same with the home bargain sponsor, didn't we? We would be like, if you could change it to blue or, you know, but it's like they're paying us for this. You know, yeah. they're not going to change. And um, that's what it should just, be. Yeah, but just like, sponsor to a football team. I've got a feeling that, like, it'll grow on me, that shirt. Like, yeah. it, the photo of Mickey and the lads with it, Dawes and Parky, it looks nicer. So I'll go and see it in person. I love the way he's but, holding it as well. Just like... Yeah. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> build yeah, that's it. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for for listening. The support we've had over the last few weeks has been amazing, and we really do appreciate it. All the messages and stuff have been really nice. Uh, we will continue to trips and drabs if, if there's any sort of important news. We will jump on as and when we can. I'm in the process of moving house again. Oh yeah. So, um, oh, did you get that eight bed? <laughs> Eight bed uh, uh, mansion. We're, we're downsizing. Oh yeah. Um yeah, moving to Warrington soon. So um yeah, so it's been big busy times and obviously you're back at work and stuff. Me, yeah. Jake is is you know, doing what he's doing. So say <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no more. Um so yeah, we'll we'll try and do stuff for the Euros and um as I say, if there's any breaking sort of tramway news, we'll try and jump on it. Maybe sort of fleeting here and there, but we'll we'll do our best to, to keep you as uh, up-to-date and connected with what's going on over the next few weeks, because I'm sure it'll be a, a busy time. So, yeah, thanks again for all the messages and stuff. It really does... Uh, really does it's much, much appreciated. I've got two things, Paul, before we go. Saying okay. about the Euros, we were going to try say and... We're going to wrap it before five. Yeah, yeah I am... Um, I got contacted. Remember, I did that Sunderland podcast. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. He contacted me saying, because um, he does, he, he he's going to be doing some Euro stuff. And obviously, Paul, it's a much bigger podcast, and it's got a much bigger fan base. So do you know what I mean? <laughs> I go where the money is. Um, <laughs> so you're doing said, that one. <laughs> well, he said, he said, he asked on his part. He went because obviously every time Sunderland plays someone, they get a fan, you know, a fan from another yeah, pod yeah, on. Yeah. But, and um, he asked the listeners. He said, what, what fan? <laughs> You're what the favourite like, one. What fan would you like back on? And he all said, mm, might I put the Trammy fan, get him back on. And I went, 
how much are you going to pay? He said, nothing. I said, yes, please. <laughs> so I, I think I'm going to try and do a few few with him there. But the, pro- the problem is, and I thought this about the England game, is I do like, if the weather's good, like we all do, I do like to go out and, you know, yeah, watch the England games. So it's like, yeah. and I think that the, the fixtures have fallen. I checked, they're on decent days. I think I'm in work for one of them. After, I think one's a Thursday. But I think I am available. As in, like, I think one's a Sunday, like two o'clock, and the other one's, yeah, like a, a Tuesday, maybe. Yeah, so they're all just days for, yeah, for begging. And even if it's, it's just sort of around 20 minutes, 30 minutes afterwards. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be straight after the game, does it, Jeremy? You know no, no. um, but we'll do, we'll do what we can, anyway. Yeah, and the other news, Paul, that's quite sad news, to be honest. I, I found out yesterday, and it was all over Twitter that um, Mitre. Have lost the oh god yeah the ball contract with the EFL for forty five years, Puma of Tucky. Ugh, Puma. Have you ever used a Puma footy? I thought they were pretty good. To be fair, Paul, I nicked a couple, a couple like years ago, <laughs> student union. Obviously, Puma. But these were supposed to be good. Like, without getting <coughs> too into football, and you know, normally Paul, so. When Nike, do you, the, the Premier League Nike ball, is yeah. what happens. There's three versions of this ball. There's yeah. the like ten, they twelve pound good. basic version that yeah. sells in you know Sports Direct and JD. Crappy. Then there's the the replica ball, which is normally twenty to thirty, and that's a decent ball. That's what I normally try and buy. Like and a, then you've got the fixed. actual match ball, which is like 120 quid. And yeah. if you go to like the Nike or Adidas shop, it's behind the counter in like a little box. Because you know they're fucking a hundred pound. Yeah. I've got some. When you see him booted out of the stadium, oh, well, that, that's one hundred twenty quid. <laughs> them might is normally one hundred and ten. Them EFLs, right? I knew a guy who worked in. I'm not well. The Nike Cheshire Oak shop years and years ago, right? And he's got a few. No, well, what I said was they have that big box, like near the tail. They have the big box, like you know, like cage with all the balls in. Yeah. And, like, I, I said, could you not, like, you know, no one really knows the stuff about this ball thing. So then balls you've got behind the counter in the boxes, the proper ones. I think in there they were reduced to, like, 60 quid. I was like, if you took one out of that, right, no one buys them either, and just put them in the bin at the bottom with, like, a marker pen mark on or something, no one's going to know except me when I come in and go rooting through and pick them out. So, and I'm just saying, this didn't happen, obviously, by the way. But if it did, I would have gone in and bought like three or four hundred pound balls for ten quid. Mm. Didn't happen. But I've got some good night balls here. In fact, playing with Rover and out, and someone kicked a Guinea Gap just before Christmas. Two and two weeks, oh, went on the roof of Guinea Gap. Yeah. Baths. Never saw them again. Yeah. Gutted. How many went not down to the beach? Fucking hell, mate! It's just, like, I stopped bringing the ball. I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not bringing the ball anymore. But um, I booted a few I'm, over there. I'm genuinely <laughs> gutted about the mitre thing because, like, yeah, there's something on Twitter. To... The, the ones with the, where the club, the the club personalised ones. I did have a Tranmere one at one point. Oh, the um, the tensiles, the mitre yeah. tensiles. I've I've got one actually. I bought. <laughs> Again, someone must have uh, back in 2012. I think this was. I wanted a match ball for our Sunday night game. And people, yeah, I was like, I'm not buying from Sports Direct. I want that to prop up football. And I went on eBay, and some fella, he must have worked for Reading or like yeah. been sat, and he Chubby. just had, he was just selling 
like 20 red in Mitre Tensiles. <laughs> but, they were all going, like, but then there was one, and it wasn't like a, it didn't have the badge on, but it just had RFC. It was like one of the training balls, but it was still a proper tensile. So and you I just got, got marked. I got that for like 20 quid. And I've got more, honestly. Put a it, on it. This shows, oh yeah, I never even thought of that. This shows how good. When you buy, it's worth paying for forty. That's nine years old. That ball, right? Yeah, it's in the it's shed still, now. It's never. Is, it? It's not been. It's not even gone down. It's yeah. still fully inflated, and it's still like in immaculate condition, and it's yeah. been used a lot. Whereas you know, you buy a ten pound forty, you buy one of them three pound Sondicos. Yeah, crap. Worth it for the dog to bite, aren't you? But just honestly, but think of that. Some of them great mitres, like the Mitre Delta Premier League, yeah. even them the Mitre Delta Football League balls from like you know yeah. Aldo used to bang them in with. Yeah. Oh, cheat was anyone's got any good footies? Remember the, the Tramia Mitre? Look, me and looks at Rabor were talking about this yeah, years yeah. ago. I had one. I don't know where it is. Yeah, it was like the green and Delta brown and black. Tramia yeah. Mitre. If anyone's got any of them, tweet us oh, some yeah. photos at Tramia Mitre, but yeah. at Paul Operate too, or just any. If anyone's got any old footies, old mitres, oh, that's not my favourite match ball of all time, Paul. <laughs> that would be the night ball that used in La Liga in like 97, 98, 99 era. <laughs> right, okay. Just a white ball with yeah. a big night tip on it. Oh, yeah. uh, classic. Like light blue, though. Right. Light, oh, Paul. I, I, hate to, I hate to rush you, but it's like 20 past five now. Yeah, we said we finished at five, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, thank you for listening. Tried to wrap this up twenty minutes ago. Um, yeah, appreciate your support, and uh, yeah, we'll be back at some point in the summer to uh, to keep you updated. So thank you very much for listening. Up the tram, yeah, and we'll speak to you again very very soon. Up the fucking tram, yeah. <laughs>